CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Qualia, here with Mike Molino and Marv Zahn. We're getting closer to the season. I think we might be live right now on YouTube and Twitter. At least we gave it a shot, so we're going to see how that goes. Uh, dude, we got we got football back. Yes, sir. It feels nice. Yes. Spe- Hall of Fame especially game after happened. these talks. These socks are killing me. I need football Please. back. <laughs> Please, let's not talk about any type of Red Sox at all in here. Please, it's it's, it's not good right now. It's been it's been bad. It's been a tough but watch. The Hall of Fame game happened. The Hall of Fame ceremony happened. And then training did you guys watch just, the ceremony? I did not. I missed it. I unfortunately, couldn't watch. But I saw the highlights. Like I saw the Peyton Manning highlight. We gave a little Tom Brady shout out. Made a little joke. Um, yeah, so we've we finally entered the age and like in all of sports now where everyone who's going into the Hall of Fame, we know, we remember, we know their highlights, their numbers, and it's really cool to just see that now. Dude, it, it felt weird to me to see uh to see Megatron. Yeah, yeah that always that was the one to me. to me. That was the one to me where I was like, this is this is weird. That guy, <laughs> he left a lot of meat on the bones in terms of his career. Um, but he walked away under his own terms, and and you know it definitely seemed like he had some years to give. But he, he walked away. Remember, on his you own remember terms. when he remember when he retired, and there were all those like the the rumors that just because this is what happened, especially when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were together. There were just rumors every single time every something time. like this happened. And Calvin Johnson, there were rumors that he was going to come to the Patriots. He was going to come out of retirement like after a year and come to the Patriots. Like, there's no chance that's happening. It'd be nice. I tell you, a Tom Brady, yeah. Megatron combination. Because I remember I, I, I saw something that popped up on social media how he said during his speech that Aaron Rodgers used to try to recruit him all the time whenever the, the, uh, the Lions faced the Packers. So Megatron had a hell of a career, and he never necessarily had like a a superstar quarterback. No disrespect to Matt Stafford. Or whoever, whatever other quarterback the Lions had over the years, well, Megatron was there. But I mean, imagine Stafford, even Stafford playing with Brady. Him, Stafford gave him stats, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Gave him a lot of stats. Yeah, I feel like th- I feel like this is more of a Lions problem. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, imagine that would, imagine Megatron that, playing with with a Brady or or a Manning or Rogers or a Breeze. Yeah, would have been unreal. Which stats could have been inflated a little bit there. Yeah, because now you're talking about. Playoff success, like Calvin Johnson, didn't really matter. Calvin Johnson, one of those receivers, didn't really matter who his quarterback was. But if you, now you you pair him with Breeze or Rogers or Brady, now we we'll talk about what could have Megatron done in the playoffs. It's like it's like not to bring it back to baseball, but it's like Mike Trout. It's like what is what would this guy do in the friggin' playoffs? Right, guy's an unreal player, but what would he do in the playoffs? All right, but before we get anything, guys. Show brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag. And here's the first topic that I wanted to touch on tonight. And we've talked about it a good amount over the offseason, but it's just, I mean, it's the it's the prevailing topic every week. Everybody's keeping an eye on the quarterback position, what's happening at the quarterback position. And, you know, it, it feels like there's actually some steam gaining with Mac Jones potentially even having a shot at week one at the quarterback position. And now he's getting more reps than Cam Newton. Some of the padded practices or most of them, I believe are 
or just in total. And, you know, that's, that's got some people thinking, and me included, is there a legitimate shot that Mac Jones, guys, could be the quarterback come week one? Or do you think that this is more just, okay, well, Bill Belichick in his head already has Cam Newton as a quarterback? Marv, what do you think? Belichick does not have Cam Newton as his quarterback in his head at the moment. He would he would like it to be Cam. He would love for it to be Cam. I think we all agree that Belichick really loves Cam and loves really him. thinks that he can bring a unique offense into into the season. However, you you spent a first round pick. I know everyone's gonna go crazy that um, Mac Jones is out repping Cam Newton. But as he should, you need to know what you have in your first round pick. You need to give him as much reps, even unfortunately more reps than Cam to really see what throw everything at Mac Jones. And so far from everything that we're reading, he's handled it perfectly. If he has a bad day in training camp, the next day he delivers. And it's it's been great to see that Mac Jones has been able to handle everything. We know about his quick reads and has been showing through training camp. Cam should be worried. I still think that if training camp was to be done today and next week was week one, Cam Newton is the starter. However, as the days go by, Jones is continuing to creep up there. See, now I just I have a tough time thinking that Mac is going to overtake Cam because I think because Mac Mac's looked pretty good from all from all accounts in camp hasn't looked great. But he's looked pretty good. But if he's going to take over that QB1 role by week one, I think he's got to show out for the rest all the way up until week one. I think he's got to show up and really blow Cam Newton out of the water. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't come to to surprise to anybody that training camp and then these preseason games that are approaching are going to be very, very important for Mac Jones. Like, I know Cam will be out there for – I'm assuming Cam will be out there for, you know, first couple of series or whatnot. But in my opinion, Matt Jones needs to play the majority of these preseason games. Obviously, you don't want him to get hurt or injured or anything like that because at the end of the day, he's your number two quarterback on the depth chart. And if anything does happen to Cam, you're assuming they're going to go to Mac Jones. They're not looking at Stidham, wherever the heck he is, and – and Hoyer, I, I don't even believe he's an option. I don't even believe he'll make it onto this team once the regular season starts. But for the most part, training camp and these preseason games that are approaching are going to be very vital and important for Mac Jones. I firmly believe week one, without a doubt, Cam Newton is going to be the starting quarterback. That's, I don't even question that more. And even more recently, Belichick came out and made it made a, um, a solid statement again saying that he's Cam's our quarterback. Cam's our quarterback. What he, what kind of conversations Belichick is having with him, within himself when it comes to that, you know, nobody will ever know. But, you know, they're sticking with Cam to start start out. But Mac Jones definitely has an opportunity here, especially how Marv said, you know, he's getting more reps in, in certain times during, during practice. These are some vital, important times for Mac Jones because I don't know if it will be this season, but it's very possible Mac Jones could be your quarterback the starting quarterback come the 2022 season. It's very possible. How much time does he get on the field this upcoming season remains to be seen. But any opportunity he's getting right now in Patriots practice and these preseason games are vital for Mac Jones. Did you, speaking of Cam, did you guys see 
his last his video he posted on his YouTube channel? No, I have not. I stopped doing that I, since last year. I don't even know how anymore. I don't even know how I came across it, but I think I think the Dan O'Brien Kia guy was in the car with him. The guy with the long beard who makes those car no. commercials. I, I think no I think I did, I didn't actually watch the video. Like I didn't even see him introduce him, but I think that was the guy from the from the Kia commercials. From the car commercials in the car with them. Whatever. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, honestly, the thing is, you know, so a lot of people want to see Mac Jones be the quarterback. One of one of the hottest battles going on right now is the Mac Jones fans versus the Cam Newton fans on Twitter. There seems there seems to be like some legitimate animosity building. Like some people, Cam Newton fans are diehard Cam Newton fans. And then the people who don't want Cam to be quarterback anymore and want Mac Jones to be quarterback, they are they are fully pressing for Mac Jones to be the quarterback. But did either way, like no matter which way that no, no matter who you want as quarterback, I think it's just I think it's obvious that Mac's really gonna have to perform really well up until week one and really show that he's ready to be a week one starting quarterback. Because I don't care where he was drafted personally. I just I don't think Bill Belichick is gonna I think it's gonna it's it's difficult for Bill to put a rookie in such a such a prominent role like that this early. I think at most all Mac Jones can do right now, because like I said, in my opinion, he's not gonna be st- I don't care what he does training camp preseason, unless Cam Newton gets hurt, he's not gonna be uh, the starting quarterback come week one. But with that being said, the most he can do is make a decision very easy for Bill Belichick in terms of how the the season um, progresses and, and goes along. If Cam Newton is really stinking up the place similar to last season, th- there might not be any hesitation as to whether, ah, well, should they turn to Matt Jones so they keep riding it out with Cam Newton. If Matt Jones continues to show out like he's been doing and he has some solid preseason games, <laughs> Cam Newton, if you screw up week one, week two, you know, week three, yeah. Belichick might might flip that switch really quickly. That leash, that leash will not be the same as last year's. It, it just it just can't be, you know. And being picked in the first round actually means something. You have to you you invested in this quarterback. You invested in him in the long term. Cam knows that. Cam knows in his head that hey man, this this is probably a one year thing, and then I'm I'm out of here. Mac Jones is most likely the future for this team. You you don't spend a first round pick on a quarterback and you don't have future plans for him. So Cam has to bring it up. Even even if we're saying Matt Jones needs to be exceptional to play week one, Cam Newton also has to be exceptional throughout these training camps to prove that he can be your quarterback throughout the season. You don't want Coach Belichick having doubts already week one, like uh, Cam Newton, if he, if he messes up here, I'm going to have to go to the rookie. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hey, maybe they both feel Jarrett Stidham breathing down their, the back of their neck. Oh, maybe geez. maybe they see Jared Stidham coming for their jobs, and maybe that's going to be he... good motivation. Hey, speaking of somebody who's got good motivation, <laughs> from what I from what I'm seeing with uh, with reports, Jimmy G with Trey Lance being drafted third, he's balling. Jimmy G is apparently tearing it up. <laughs> Jimmy G is balling right now, but 
the reports are saying Trey Lance is doing his doing pretty damn good as well. So that's another QB battle <laughs> to look out, look out for. Oh man, you want to talk about hype? And you got you guys know my feeling on on training camp hype. I hate it. I can't stand it. We fall for these storylines. Last year, man, last year Jarrett Stidham was the guy. Jared Stidham was looking good. Jared Stidham was, was going to be your starting quarterback <laughs> until until Cam Newton came to the picture, and then everybody's like, you know what? Forget about it. Get 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 rid of Jared Stidham. Push him off to the side. Nikhil Harry, somebody else who had some pretty good hype last year. Nikhil Harry, according to reports, is looking damn good in training camp so far. Damn good. You know, this is your first round receiver. You want to see some production out of this guy. So far, I think it's fair to call him a bust after the first two seasons. I think that's totally fair to say. Doesn't mean you can you can't rebound. But are you guys willing to buy into the training camp hype of former first round pick Nikhil Harry, who, mind you, already requested a trade from this team? Mike, what do you think? All right, we are going to take a quick break for one second to talk about our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and take advantage of your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. It's that easy. Don't forget to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our friends and exclusive partners at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code CLNS50 for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. This is going to be what, year three for, for Nikhil Harry? Um, and sure, like you said, Nick, hype is there. He's probably balling out in training camp, but I don't care what kind of balling out Nikhil Harry does during training camp in these preseason games. At best, he can be the number three option on the depth chart at wide receiver. I don't see him over Bourne. I don't see him over Aguilar. He can battle it out with Jacoby. Jacoby might I have the upper hand on him already. I think, but, I think Jacoby. Yeah, I think Jacoby's yeah. already already above him on that yard. So, if yeah, well, now you're talking about him being the fourth option on the depth chart. And if you're talking about the number four guy now, it doesn't even matter what Nikhil Harry does because in my in my when I envision this Patriots offense, I see okay, Bourne's going to eat, uh, Aguilar's going to eat. Jacoby will fit in there here and there, do his thing. But then you got to worry about the tight ends. Who I saw early in the comments, someone mentioned how, you know, the tight ends have been dealing with some injuries so far coming through the summer leading into training camp. Smith and and Henry have both dealt or are dealing with different injuries. So that's going to be something to keep our eyes on. But back to Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I mean, as much as the balling out he can probably do, him jumping over some of these guys on the depth chart, it just seems very unlikely. Unless someone goes down with an injury or something along those lines, 
I think Nikhil Harry's place on this team is solidified, and it's his fault. He should have been coming into this 2021 season. Isn't solidified? Is his spot on the team solidified? Yeah. When I say spot on the team, I mean, I'm talking about either he's getting traded or he's not even going to see the field too much. That's where he is at, uh, at, this point in, uh, um, at this point in time. Like, I don't see him overtaking any of those other guys, and it is his fault because he should have been coming off a 2020 season where you already have Nakia Harry locked in as the number one or two option on this team, but that's not the case. If he played the way he should have played last season, do they get Bourne? Do they get Aguilar? We don't know. But because he performed the way he did, Nikhil Harry is what who he is, which is why I don't buy into any hype. He's stuck. He's either going to get traded. I don't care how many conversations him and Belichick have. He's either going to get traded or he's just barely going to ever see the field. <laughs> or you might see him in, in the jumpsuit on the sidelines. Who knows? Because I don't think Nikhil Harry has the same supporters that he probably once did in New England anymore. No, and I, I was one of them last year. Let, <laughs> we all were. Last we year, all had high I, hopes for the guy. We bought the hype. We ate up the hype last year. I drafted this guy in fantasy. Not a very high oh draft pick, gosh. but I was like, you know what? <laughs> he, oh my he, there, there, there weren't many receiving options on this team. I was like, if Nikhil Harry can step up, he might get he might get some, some decent yardage. And he yeah. just didn't. He didn't work out. Especially when Sanu got traded, you're, you're saying, oh, well, here it is. Nikhil Harry, number two wide receiver for the, for the Patriots alongside with, um, Edelman. And he had the, he had the chances. I mean, obviously, Cam Newton's not someone who's going to give him eight to 10 targets a game. And maybe if he did get that regularly, like some of his, um, peers that got drafted with him, maybe his numbers would have been better. However, the short opportunities that Nikhil has, Given, given us, especially last, I'll just use last season as a the to really describe Nikhil Harry because the season before we know Brady didn't really trust him; he was injured and such like that. So last season, when he had his opportunities, he showed flashes. But as soon as he showed a flash, he showed us he can't play all the time because it it'll be a fumble or a drop, a miss, a miss catch, or it, it just never worked out perfectly. Or he couldn't run the route and knew in the game after that him on where to go now we're seeing training and he's balling out right it doesn't mean a damn thing to me i don't give a damn one he needs to ball out training camp if he really wants to get traded because he has no value right now two show it to me in a game show it to me in a game consistently and now we're talking right training camp doesn't mean a thing to me when it comes to Nikhil harry right it's, it's all about game speed it's all about game speed because I training camp training camp storylines kill me because we we fall we fall for this and and I specifically fall for this all the time. I just get hyped up. I just get I just get hyped up on the idea of football season coming back. I love the storylines and then I fall into them. I need to see Nikhil Harry do this in a game in more than one week, not just not just a flash in the pan one week game. I need multiple weeks of production out of this guy. He's a he was a first round pick. It's a first round pick. You want to see this guy produce. You want to see this guy put up numbers. Uh, and also, I mean, not to mention other targets. Sorry, guys, but not to mention other targets that he's going to be competing with. I mean, John Smith and Hunter Henry. Like he's he's going to be competing for catches with those two guys too. So he's got he's got a lot. It's it's going to be tough for him, to, I think, to even make this team, make this roster. With all this talk coming out of well, him and Belichick have had meetings on on the side and whatnot. 
are these supposed meetings and conversations they're having a sign that maybe they don't want to trade him and they still have belief? Like, what does Belichick need to talk to him for? If the trade's going to happen, and they're going to get – well, maybe they can't trade him because his value's too low. I think we've had that conversation before. But <laughs> what are all these reports of – what are all these reports of Belichick and him having conversations? Is this some, a sign of him still having hope that Nikhil Harry can pan out and be a, a, a big part of this team this upcoming season? It's, it's a conversation. Belichick telling, well, you better tell your agent to shut the hell up. Otherwise, you ain't going to go nowhere. You're not going to play or find a team. <laughs> that's what he. That's what he's telling him. And, you know, Nikhil, Nikhil's come out recently, and he's, he's, saying, he's saying the right things, and he's performing on training camp, sure. Let's see what he does in the preseason because that's where teams are really going to look at him and be like, okay, can Nikhil play, Harry actually play or is it the Patriots system or what? what's what's wrong with Nikhil Harry? Why has it not worked? He does. He needs he needs his agent to stop talking. Yes. Yeah, I mean, last I year. I that was wild. <laughs> last year, didn't guy, he take a shot at camps? <laughs> for a guy who sucks, his agent did a lot of talking <laughs> with that press release. So – yeah, dude, and he took a shot at Cam last year, if I remember right. Um, yeah, the agent. Yeah, he took. Well, he took a shot at the offense in general. Yeah, well, I thought I thought last year during the season there was a shot that he took at Cam and like kind of blaming Cam for the reason. I I may be wrong, so don't. So just, I might be wrong on this, but if I remember right, there was there was a comment made by the agent that kind of put the blame on Cam for why Nikhil wasn't performing. All right, well, sliding over, we got fantasy football talk because this is what we really want to talk about right now, guys. Fantasy football draft, it's coming. I just picked my, I just got my draft order. I'm picking ten out of ten in my league. We picked, we picked based on, we all just picked random numbers. We got random walk racers in the Olympics and whatever place we came in. That was our draft order. My, my person had pretty phenomenal odds. Just came in dead last, so. But you know what? I'll take 10 out of 10 for my for my 10-man league. Absolutely. But guys, there are, going into this season, a good amount of rookie options that a lot of people are going to be looking at. A lot of people are going to be drafting. And, and some people might even use some early draft picks on them. So you want to look at all these these rookies entering your fantasy football draft this year. Who is one rookie that you are absolutely going to take a shot at if you get that opportunity? I I, I don't want to put it. I don't want to say early on, but just just a guy that you definitely want to try to grab. Mike, who do you got? So uh, did some research here because you know me and rookies sometimes is always a kind of a questionable conversation, and then especially when it comes to fantasy, my goodness. You're taking a chance on rookies because you literally don't know what to expect. I mean, they may have a lot of hype coming into the league, but once you get to the week one and you just don't know what to expect. But if there is a guy that I would maybe take a look at um, with this upcoming season is the tight end for the Falcons, Kyle Pitts. Damn it, dude. And- I got to start going first. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop giving you guys the chance to just take my stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Kyle, Kyle Pitts, man. I mean, look, Matt Ryan is, I wouldn't consider him a league quarterback, but you know, he's, he's, he's still a starting quarterback in this league and he's going to be slinging the ball over there in Atlanta, no matter what Julio Jones is out the pitcher. So he's not going to be eating up a lot of targets like he was doing the last several and seasons. That's key. That's key. And that's huge. Pitt. Yes. While they still have, they still have Ridley over there and they still have, um, 
Hayden Hurst, who's the other tight end. There's still a They've lot got of gauge too, don't they? Or did he move? I think they, yeah, they still have gauge as well, but a lot of targets have opened up and who knows what kind of offense Atlanta is going to step out with this upcoming season. But you have a guy in, in Hayden Hurst who has an opportunity to make an impact now that, um, Julio Jones out the way. I'm not saying he's a Julio Jones replacement, but I do feel as if, you know, the ball will get spread, spread around a little bit more um, in Atlanta. Now, am I looking at him as a possible tight end one? I don't know if I'd, I'd, I'd aim that high. But as I'm going through my draft, if I'm not able to grab one of those top-tier tight ends, I think we know, you know, the Kelseys and uh, – um, who else am I listening? Uh, what's the guy from Kittle. San Francisco? Tight ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy Waller. from Oakland. I'm forgetting names right now. Waller. Um, Darren Waller. Waller, yeah. If it's not one of those top-tier guys, I would definitely look at somebody like Pitts as an option as tight end for my team. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to take him. I hope nobody from my league watches this, but I'm going to try to take him. Not <laughs> not early, but like, I'm, I'm going to let you guys take – these other those other three names that you mentioned and try to I, I think he's gonna have some solid production at a decent value in this year's yeah. fantasy draft. He's a I mean, Marvel, you got Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Pitts is, is, is no joke. He's definitely a freak. He's gonna be a, a force to be reckoned oh, yeah. in, in years to come. Um for me, I am I'm gonna give you guys a play and I hate doing this because I'm in a league with Mike. So I don't like I don't like you know, <laughs> And we draft like this. before and after each other. <laughs> I don't like giving out this free free information <laughs> like this, but I'm giving out a receiver that anyone could get for free. Meaning your last pick, he's going to be there, and he's a potential wide receiver one for his team. Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman from wide receiver of the um, Baltimore Ravens. I, he has no competition to be the um, the wide receiver one. You're talking about Marquise Brown, who hasn't been able to really hit hit it with hit it off with Lamar Jackson. Um, they just got who? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is Sammy Watkins. Right? Nice, <laughs> nice wide receiver three. And then you have um Mark Andrews, who's the tight end, who's going to get the number one targets over there. But you're talking about Rashad Bateman, six one. Big-bodied wide receiver. He's not as flashy flashy as um Jamar Chase, but I think with the Ravens really focusing on you know changing up their offense, I know it's really run heavy, but they're trying to get Lamar Jackson, and he needed a lot of help when it came to receivers. Rashad Bateman's the guy, and he if he during the season becomes that wide receiver one, you're getting a free player right there on your 13th pick or whatever that can become a stud for you. So there it is, Rashad Bateman. That's someone I'll be targeting late in all of my drafts. And Mike's going to grab him like mid round, just just to spite <laughs> you. <laughs> I'll be sick, man. If he does that. I'm fighting, <laughs> dude. the The thing is, this year with fantasy is like, like there's just so little great running backs to choose from. But I feel yeah. like there's so many receivers that could pop off this year. Yeah. A ton. Got to choose right, man. Because, I mean, I agree. I think the wide receiver pool is kind of is kind of weak. I mean, obviously, you got the top guys out there that everybody knows about for sure. But you got to hope that you hit on a wide receiver that can give you solid production. Because I think in most drafts, wide receivers are going to fly off, fly off the table really early. 
Um, you think? I think it's going to be the opposite. Run, you, t- you mean running backs or wide receivers? I think well, I think running backs are going to fly off the table because they're just not yeah. Running. You you said you, you you mixed them up. Yeah, you, oh, sorry. You've been, you've sorry, been sorry, talking sorry, receivers yeah. for the past minute. <laughs> sorry, I'm just you, you brought up running backs real quick, but yeah, I think running backs is going to they're going to fly off the table really quickly because there's just not a lot to choose from that are great right now. You you agreed with me, and then just totally went off in the opposite direction. I was, I my mind was boggled. I had no idea where we were going. <laughs> no, but, but like, but seriously, like once you once you draft running backs, it's gonna be. I I think there's a good amount of receivers that you could really play with this year, and there's in one team in particular, the Cowboys. I think there's multiple options that could really show up this year, and you know, too. Not only that, I'm looking at Bengals receivers. I think Joe yeah, Burrow is going to have a year this year. They got a three-headed monster over there, and I think yeah. all three. I think all three of those receivers could get close to a thousand yards. No, they said yeah. that in Dallas last year. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the year before that, that well, that that got hurt. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. That, last year, yeah, team, they, they team hyped that up. We saw that. I hope Joe Joe Burrow's fully good to go and whatnot. So, I mean, all right. So, speak. I mean, running backs. Travis Etienne is somebody that I'm going to grab. I'm at least going to try to grab. Him. I don't. I see the thing is with Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne, he's a name, so I'm worried that he's going to get drafted like semi early. But he's a guy that, who our situation is so weird over there. It is, it is. But they used the first round pick on him. Yeah, but Robinson like was balling. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. It's it's also Urban Meyer. I feel like you don't really know what's going to happen. They've got Tim Tebow at tight end right now. It's a guessing game going on down there. Speaking of a tight end, I might draft. Pick 16 if Tim Tebow's on the table? Not a, if, no, if, if Tim Tebow ends up on my fantasy team, someone slipped me too many drinks or something. <laughs> I promise you. I will not be. I don't care where Tim Tebow is. I'm not putting him on my team. I don't even want that headache. Dude, by by round sixteen, I'm usually drunk anyway, so I'll, I I almost guarantee you I'm taking Tim Tebow in round sixteen. Almost yeah, guarantee you. The the key the key is to stay sober for the first ten rounds. Yes, very important. Once once my once to, my quarterback and tight end are picked, it's free game. <laughs> it's free game. <laughs> See, drinking drinking too fast and some past fantasy. Uh, fantasy drafts have gotten me Steven Gostowski in like the fifth round. I used to take him so early. <laughs> but he used to go like, points. If you go draft like at a bar where there's distractions and noises, oh, yeah. you want to eat, you want to drink. It, you can tell You can tell the people who are not focusing when you're drafting out, outside of a crib or something. You're at a live draft at a bar. You're like, all right. You start yeah, saying they, names. They draft somebody who's ever been drafted. Yeah, yeah. You start you start <laughs> throwing names out there. I remember one time Mike, Mike and I had a live draft, and someone picked like two defenses back to back. I never <laughs> cried so much in my life. I do remember <laughs> that. Wow, you remember that? Back to back defenses, like Raiders defense and Patriots defense, back to back, tenth and eleventh round. Yep. Hey, actually, on on a, on a serious note. Patriots defense. That's oh, but another, mind you, I'm going for him. <laughs> mind you, we we made fun of him for doing that. Patriots defense won him every game. That was the year the Patriots oh. defense was scoring like 25 points a game. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like two years ago. You remember that when Brady wasn't that great, but the defense was just going crazy? Yeah. So it ended up working out for him. I mean, I'm I'm excited for this fantasy draft. I think there's this is one of the most interesting fantasy drafts, at least for me, that I've seen in a while. I think there's a lot of interesting names, a lot of names that really could blow up. You know, I I, I talked about Michael Gallup last year and how I know I'm going to talk myself into wanting to draft him, and it already started this week. I've already started talking myself back into it, I'm and I don't want yeah. it. I've definitely read a couple things that are saying, hey, Dak's back. You might want to look at Gallup again this year. No, thank you. Oh, yeah, doing draft, it. Do not draft list. I'll, I, it's not a hard no for me, but I'm not looking for him, to say the least. I'm in, I'm in two, two, maybe three leagues right now. I'm not looking for him. But it depends where he's at and where I'm at. Right, and I, I also don't even have a first or a third round pick, so I'm scrambling. I am scrambling. I'm falling for everything. But that's it. See you on media. Patriots roundtable. You guys got anything else? Oh, man. Football Shout around the corner, everybody. baby. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, I know. You, you guys are awesome. Thanks for coming by the live edition of the show. I don't even know if we're live until I see comments, so that's a great indicator. <laughs> CLS Media, Patriots Roundtable, Nick Qualia, Marvazan, Mike Mono. Guys, we're going to be back next week with another set of episodes, and that's going to be post-preseason game one. So once again, Nick Qualia, Marvazan, and Mike Mono. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for watching, and thank you for listening.